One time I was about to have sex with a guy and I opened my drawer and I just oh took something out and I just like, and he's like in slow-mo watching me and I was like, oh, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Keep doing and what then, you're doing. And he's like, oh, hey, am I not satisfying you? And I was like, it's nothing to do with you. It's a me thing because right now only one of us is going to come. Yep. But I would like to join the party. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy with me every Thursday. Thank you guys so much, you baddies, for joining. Today, my amazing guest is Andrea. Yeah! Russett. <laughs> yeah, Did you I got pronounce it. your last name yeah. right? Yeah, and a lot of people don't. Andrea Russett. I called her Andrea earlier by accident. <laughs> and I punched her dead in the face. Yeah, it was so crazy. But you know what? I thanked her. <laughs> yeah, and I'll do it again. Because <laughs> she's, uh, she's an OG, you know, uh, YouTube personality. And I, you know, I said, you know what? Thank you. I hope some of your talent is going to rub off on me. From that one punch. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't rubbed off yet, but I'm hoping in the next one. Maybe the next hours. one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can punch me after this. <laughs> um, okay. So Andrea yes. is an OG internet personality. She's also an actor, a musician, and she's also originally from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Very small town. A lot of Amish people. Really? Yeah. Are you Amish? I am not Amish. Do I look Amish? I mean, you look, I mean, you could have escaped. That's true. That. That's true. No, but our, our parking lots for like Target and Walmart had stables for, for horses. But you are, you're most known, you gain a lot of popularity on YouTube. You're like one of the OG YouTubers. How, when did you start? I started YouTube in, I think I uploaded my first video in like 2009. So wow, I was like fucking 12 or something. I don't know why I was on the internet. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, but um, I just started making stupid videos with my friends like you do after school and shit. And then I made that one Justin Bieber video. It blew up. It got like a million views, which was crazy amount of views back in the day. And so I just kept making videos. And from there, it just yeah, spiraled. In, 2000, in 2009, was YouTube even popular yet? In 2009, I remember finding Justin Bieber on YouTube before he even had a first song out. And like he had... Two million views on a video, and everybody was like, "He's so famous!" Whoa, what? What was your video about? It was a, uh, it was a, it was a music video to Justin Bieber song. <laughs> Shut up! It was a contest. He said, "If you make the best music video to my first single one time, you can fly out and meet me." So I spent my whole summer making this goddamn video, and I didn't win. But, no way! But it's in the Justin Bieber movie, so it is. For like two seconds. <laughs> well, you're obviously a winner now. You won something. I mean, that's crazy. So ju- you you should thank Justin Bieber for your career. Let's not give him all that credit. <laughs> He's got big enough of an ego. <laughs> that's true. Wow, that's so funny. And then you got like a million views and then you it kind of your spiraled blew up yeah so from that I, I kept making music videos and then the copyright thing happened on youtube and so i started vlogging doing other stuff on youtube and then my local radio station in my hometown found my videos and they were like you have a huge personality you should come be on air so then i started doing radio stuff that's crazy because I read that your middle school principal told you that you're going to be a high school dropout. And he's not wrong. I did drop out. Of high school? <laughs> yeah. To, for, to be in private school. And what is it called? It's homeschooling. Well, I did do homeschooling for a year, but then I dropped out of that. So technically, I never graduated. I'm still a dropout. So let's hope this whole music and YouTube thing works out. Right, guys? 
<laughs> Wait, you never graduated high school? Never. And never got a GED. I just pieced out, moved to California and started doing my own thing. Okay, well, thank God my listeners are older, so like, <laughs> I'm like, drop out, kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's crazy. So, yeah. how does it feel though, proving your principle in a way right, but also wrong at the same time? It feels good. I did an article about it a long time ago with Forbes, and he actually commented on the article and was like, "Great read, happy for you." You're like, "Fuck you!" I'm like, "Get out of here, Mike." <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. It actually happened to me when I, um, when I, um, I dropped out of my accounting firm mm-hmm. when I, I was an accountant before I created my, um, brand mm-hmm. and it was because, and the reason that I created my brand was because I was getting bullied by my team. Damn. And so my, I never mentioned the, the names or the accounting firm, you know, to protect everyone. But then that is like my story. So I, I forgot which interview I did where they, where I mentioned that. And then one of the girls who bullied me the hardest, had the audacity to comment and was just like, come on V, we didn't bully you that bad. And it was like, are you okay? (laughs) What? Just expose yourself. Why don't you? (laughs) That wasn't exactly. I was just like, what do you think you did there? Yeah. Like what? Also, they don't get to decide what you went through. (laughs) Literally, literally. She, she actually got, she, she got in trouble with HR for the type of bullying she did with me. That was Damn. so not right that she event she got on probation. Then she was fired. Damn. So it must have been that bad. Yeah, clearly <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> so, and but it was weird. Like, how did you find this interview? I'm like, yeah. Why are you stalking? Why are you keeping tabs? Yeah. So I guess same story, but a little different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, before you dropped out of school, were kids being weird to you when you started to get? Oh, bullying? you want to talk about bullying? <laughs> it was bad. I went to a private Catholic school and where like everybody wore Sperry's, which are like boat shoes and khakis and button ups. That's where those were our uniforms. Sounds rich. I, yeah. And I was not. I was okay. like, so not. And um, so I was kind of the oddball out. Like everybody there was like going to be lawyers going to do all this like crazy stuff and I was like yeah I'm on YouTube I do radio and so I got a lot of bullying for it people would like push me down to the ground at football games like yeah it wasn't cool back then so yeah you like because it was quote unquote different and they were yeah. jealous though yeah and yeah. now it's like I see people that I went to high school with being like hey guys I just made a TikTok account and I'm like oh so now it's not dumb <laughs> it's always like those people are really mean to you in high school like I feel like when I talk to anyone else that's also a creator and they're just like yeah that person just reached out to you and they're like hey oh, how yeah. have you been or like I have a business uh, idea that yes. I want to run by you oh my god all the time I get girls who were so terrible to me in high school reach out to me and be like hey girl so I work at this brand now we would love to connect with you I'm like oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that must yeah that must be a good I'm sure like now people have um a channel or following it's so different in high school like, people so different yeah but back then like I'm sure you would just get like bu- like yeah bullied yeah it was not fun it was not cool um, as far as your music career, you started out first with covers on YouTube for many years ago, and now you are pivoting into an actual music career. So what gave you the push that you finally needed to like break into it? I think after being on YouTube for like 10 years, I got to the point where I was burnt out. I wasn't enjoying it. I was doing things that were placed in front of me and not things that I really wanted to do, like opportunities, like acting, for example. I got a lot of opportunities to do walk-on rules, roles, which is really dope. So glad I did it. So thankful for those experiences. But I was doing it because I was presented with it and not because I was passionate about it and going after it, which a lot of influencers tend to do. 
And so I got so burnt out, so sick of doing those things that I took a year of doing nothing. And I was like, I just need to figure out what I'm really passionate about. And I've always loved music. I've always wanted to sing, but never had the confidence. And so I finally like talked, told myself, I was like, I'm just going to take one year to just go to voice lessons, go to a bunch of writing sessions, meet with a bunch of producers and just give it everything. And if it works, awesome. But if it doesn't, that's okay. At least I know now. And I tried. And so I'm, I've been doing it and so far it's working. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. It's, it's, I think people sometimes don't understand that just because you succeed in one area doesn't mean that you're not going to feel insecure or scared to start, um, in another area that you can still potentially fail. But yeah. Sometimes it's a little scare if like people are waiting for you to fail yeah. or if you're already successful in one area, it's almost embarrassing. What if I don't do a good job? Absolutely. Especially coming from YouTube where there's so many YouTubers who go to music, not because they love it, but because it's like, why not? Let's make a song. And so it makes it really hard for people who are actually passionate about it to be taken seriously. Yeah. So it's like a whole nother hurdle, but... Yeah, but I think as long like, and that is another thing that sometimes opportunities do fall in our lap, and we're not as passionate about it, mm-hmm. and it's different once you're actually so in something. Yeah, absolutely. It, like it, when you succeed with that, it feels different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you feel fulfilled too, like when you're doing something you want to be doing rather than something that was given to you. Speaking of getting bullied in high school. And being in high school, when I was younger, before I was this absolute 32-year-old goddess that I am right now, I really did struggle with acne on my face, on my chest, on my back. I know I've talked about it before and trust me, I've tried everything. Band-aids, toothpaste, sketchy creams for my friends. It could have been literally anything and none of it worked. But do you know what actually does work? Prescription treatment. That's what we're excited to partner up with Apostrophe, the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medication that are clinically proven to help clear skin. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Simply fill out apostrophe online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help you hit other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. For me, being on camera often has me hyper aware of my skin. So it's super important for me that I only use the best products for my skin and consistently hit my skincare goals. And Apostrophe helps me do that. Today, we have a special deal for our audience. Um, You can save $15 off of your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash violet when you use our code violet. This code is only available for my listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash violet and click begin visit. Then use our code violet and sign up and you'll get $15 off of your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash violet and use that code violet to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And we thank apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast today. You mentioned that you cried about the thought of coming out to your parents. Yes. Do you have any words of advice or comfort for other young people who may be struggling with coming to terms with who they are and are nervous about the reaction with those around them? Yeah. So I grew up in a private Catholic environment and I didn't even know that bisexual was a thing. Like I thought you were, you were either gay or straight. Like I didn't even hear the term once in my life. And so growing up, I was always like, well, I still like guys. I can't be gay. I can't be gay. I'm good. I'm good. 
And then when I moved to LA and I saw all these people proud of their sexuality and so open and I discovered what bisexual was, it made me feel way more at home. But yeah, I was super nervous to come out. My parents are obviously very accepting. They're very artistic. But um, the advice I would give to anybody struggling with that is to not rush yourself. I was really rushed in the way I came out because it was like this crazy situation that I was kind of forced to come out. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So I, I wish that it could have been a better coming out. I had to come out over text to my parents. Yikes. But I think the best thing is just to not rush it and do it when you're ready. Like there's no timeline on you have to come out by this time or it doesn't count. Right. And a lot of the times, like, sometimes I wonder if I'm bisexual or if I'm pan because, like, there's, I mean, there's so many things and you'll never stop discovering yourself because you are getting to know yourself better every single day. So there's no rush. I agree. And I think, I think as we, like, grow older and there's new generations, we become more accepting of things that are older generations were not. Um, But, yeah, when I... I think the way I just randomly started saying things to my mother, it was more like, oh, yeah, mom, when I went on vacation, yeah, I met this girl. And then we were like, like we kissed, like we were just like yeah. kissing and stuff. She's like, huh, that's weird. I never wanted to. I never kissed girls or my yeah. friends. I was like, right. I'm like, well, I did. So and she's like, OK. And I was like, yeah. And then this boy that I like, I kissed him, too. And she's yeah. like, oh, OK. And I feel like that was a way for me to kind of be like. By the way, I know my way of like subtly hinting at it. I was like posting, posting. I posted a picture kissing this girl on Valentine's Day one year, like out of the blue. And everyone was like, oh my God, we love that you support gay rights. And I was like, guys, you're kind of missing it here. (laughs) Like this is pretty obvious. (laughs) That's so funny. Thanks for the support. You're like, oh, "Oh, guys, I'm on your team. That's funny. Yeah, that's so sweet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice when you have accepting parents. I mean, I've never really blurred anything out to my parents. Or like, my cousin randomly asked me that because she read in some interview, and I mm-hmm. and to be honest, I lied to her. That's what's so crazy. I literally said in an interview, she goes, "Oh, I didn't know you were a pan. That's so interesting. So many things I'm learning about you." And I was like, "Oh, that's so weird. They said that." And she's like, "No, but like you said that in the interview." And I was like, "That's crazy." Oh yeah, and, uh, I've I've totally done that. I was that. like freaked out, like yeah. telling my other family members that, like even when I talk to like other family members or people that I just like don't know, I still like just talk about men when I'm talking about love stuff, you know? Because it's oh, like I don't here. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But I'm glad this is a safe space for you. I didn't know if you know you knew or not. <laughs> I, I follow you on Twitter. I knew. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, right, right, right. Wait, I know. So were the old guys that we we're talking about, or some of them were not guys. No, they were all guys. Okay. Thanks. I I date guys. More. I've dated more men because it's easier. It's what we're used to. Yeah, and like also, it's like it would be so much easier to bring a guy home, you know, which yeah. sucks, and I shouldn't the have truth. to think like that. But unfortunately, that's where my brain goes, and I'm yeah. trying to get out of that cycle. Yeah. But it is. I mean, in my, my brain. My mom literally told me, like, love whoever you love. Like, I just want you to, fa- to find someone to love you because you have such a big heart and you love so much that, like, I just want someone to f- that, like, will fulfill you and, like, will love you yeah. as much as I love you. So I don't care who it's going to be. And, like, I love that. Oh, I know. Wholesome. She's my mother. Is so wholesome. I'm, I'm obsessed with her. She's the nicest. <laughs> I'm, like, going to call her after this interview. Oh, <laughs> Um, okay. I don't know if you're comfortable to talk about it, but you've dealt with someone close to you, not accepting you for who you are. You even had a matching tattoo with them, which is now covered. Yes. How did you remain positive and choose to see the good in the world? Even though you learned that someone you consider a best friend of yours has such a negative perception in their head. So it was my best friend. We were living together. She was the first person I came out to. 
and she all of a sudden got really into religion and was like, you're going to hell. I'm moving out. She still owes me like $30,000. She didn't pay any rent and just like moved across the country and never heard from her again. She literally said you're going to hell? Yep. It was wild. Like I, I, I asked her dead in the, like right into her face. I was like, do you, do you think I'm going to hell because I'm bi? And she was like, I mean, yeah, but, and I was like, hold up. What, what the fuck? That's crazy. So yeah, that was like, I have a lot of abandonment issues from that. And like people just dropping everything and leaving. So that was really hard to like work through and be able to make friends again after that and trust people. But she wasn't a Scorpio, right? I don't know what her sign is. Because you're like, I'm like, is that what you're she's Scorpio? Fe- she's February. Um, that's either Aquarius or Pisces. Okay. Full fuck both of those. <laughs> Pisces isn't the most compatible with you. Really? Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> man. Ugh. So but was it beginning of February or end? I think beginning. Aquarius. Okay. okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. 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 It's not compatible with you. So yeah, that was traumatic, but I dealt or like healed from it with just understanding and knowing that she was going through so much that it had nothing to do with me. Like a lot of it unfortunately got projected onto me, but there was a lot of other things going on that had nothing to do with me in her life that were causing her to act out. Yeah. And that's what I feel like the emotional maturity comes from mm-hmm. that, which sucks though. Cause you know, when you, you suddenly have to see the, the, you have to understand where the other person is coming from and you yeah. don't want to, you don't need to, yep. cause they're hurting your feelings. Instead, you kind of have to take a step back and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me, which is so hard to do. Yeah. But it's like amazing it's, that you did that. It's like, you have to look at the bigger picture, but it's still like, you're still allowed to be upset. Yeah. Like I'm still pissed and hurt. But I don't hold resentment towards her. Yeah, I think that's better, if anything, because you were like, okay, this has nothing. Like, she sucks. Yeah. She's not going to be my friend. But it's not because I'm broken. It's exactly. Broken. Exactly. It, I didn't do anything to warrant that. And that what, that's what proves to me that, like, she was going through things. She needs to work on herself. And if that was her way of, like, freaking out and just leaving the situation, then, like, do what you got to do, but I'm not going to be a part of it anymore. And eventually, hopefully, she'll realize that because obviously she was trying to, re- she was finding religion again, mm-hmm. obviously, because she was feeling like she was sinning. So she was finding God in religion yep. and it was her, her way of trying to like tell you you're doing something wrong. She was like, oh, like literally almost work doing that to herself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was literally full on projection. Oh, 1000%. 1000%. You got to be exactly who you wanted to be. You got to feel free. And she felt trapped in her mind and in her body, yep. which is why, because sometimes when people attach themselves to one thing. Like, there's nothing wrong, by the way, being super religious uh, with religion or politics or anything. Yeah. But I genuinely believe sometimes when you attach yourself so much to one thing and you make it your world, like this is this is who I am. Like, yeah, I'm Jewish. I love God, but it's not just who I am. Like, yeah. there's so much more to me. But exactly. when you make that one thing who you are, that's scary because if yep. you don't have it, then you're nothing. Exactly. And exactly. That's scary. Yeah. And that's totally what happened. I mean, it got weird. Like. It was like out of nowhere. Well, yeah, too. I would be kind of scared to live with somebody that told me I was going to hell. Uh, yeah. Like, you're going to wake up and she's like doing an exorcist thing <laughs> right? on you. Like, candles around my bed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be more Dude, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite the experience. Honestly, you're. Mid your mid twenties is when you're gonna start losing a lot of friends, and a lot of people have a hard time with accepting yeah. that. Like 
early to mid-20s. People think that just because we, you grew up together, that means it's friends forever. But at the end of the day, people start to grow apart. Yep. You start going on different paths. And it's like, I believe that we need to start normalizing relationship breakups when it's Absolutely. time to let them go. Yeah. Even through this last year with quarantine and everything, like, Honestly, I've, I lost a lot of people in my life due to like, you know, not going out, not seeing people on a regular basis and just like seeing the way people handled things during the whole ordeal. And it's like, I'm okay with having my tiny little group of friends. Yeah. Qual- quan- quality over quantity. Quantity over quality. You know, guys, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quality over quantity. A hundred, I can't even pronounce it. 100%. I yeah. sometimes have a hard time letting go of friends. I always sometimes take them back. Um, yeah. Some friends are hard oh, yeah. to let go. But like, if it brings you on a lot of negative energy eventually... Let them go because it takes away all your positive energy. And you don't need like negative friends to bring you down, take away your life. Yeah. Like if someone's going through something and instead of asking for help, they're just projecting their negativity onto you. It's like, it's time to let go. Yeah. That's not your responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. It's different if they ask for help. Like yeah. I'm struggling with my inner self. I'm sorry for projecting on you. Yep. You're not going to hell. Can you help me? Versus being like, you are going to hell. <laughs> and I'm out of here, bitch. You are, you are a bad influence on me because you're going to hell. I'm out of here. You're ruining me. You're ruining me. <laughs> versus like she, you ruin yourself on your own, babe. Yeah. Go on. Go on, get. <laughs> Go on, get. <laughs> oh, man. Are the men in your life stressing you out? Do you also have shitty friends that make you question how they ever made it into your life this long? I know I'm having those two issues right now. Are you also in need of rest and relaxation after a long day at the office? If you have a job, I can't relate. And are you sick and tired of soreness and inflammation? If so, I want to talk to you about Humble CBD. (laughs) Humble CBD offers a variety of hemp-derived CBD products from any facet or occasion. Twist, roll, and relax with their CBD calming balm or travel with their CBD twist. It's smaller than a pack of gum designed for your pocket. Humble CBD is focused on helping you stay grounded no matter what life brings you, even if it's shitty friends or shitty men because, you know, c'est la vie, that's life. So focus, relax, and recover with Humble CBD. Right now, they're offering 25% off of your first order with my promo code VIOLET. All you have to do is go to www.humblecbd.com and choose any product that meets your needs. So stay grounded with Humble CBD. You're welcome. And thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. Wait, you say your birthday is in the month. This is actually important for me. This month. This month. So right now it's Gemini season still, right? Yes. Yes. And then what's next? Cancer season. It's weird. Like everyone loves cancers. And it's what's annoying is that <laughs> when I say I'm a Scorpio, the reaction is always, oh. That's the exact reaction I gave you today too. You said, oh, that's bad. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm sorry for being born. Like I didn't know. I was almost a Gemini. I was supposed to be b- born on June 20th, but I was a week late. So now I'm a Cancer. Oh, so you're a whole week different from yeah. Gemini. So you're not on the cusp. I think gem or cancer season starts on the 22nd. So I'm like five days in. Okay. So you're not on the cusp. Okay. Got it. Well, but it's, it's annoying. Cause when people say it's funny, my friend and I were just having this conversation. My best friend, she's an Aries. I like get along so well with Aries. Yeah. We're just both so fiery. And we're talking about cancers. Cause our friend, um, Maggie, I forgot what her last name is, but she's Lindemann. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're both cancers. Cancer. And we were saying how like every time she tells people she's a cancer, people were like, oh my God. <laughs> 
that's so sweet. And I was just like, right? And then it's like, when you say Aries or Scorpio, people are like, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> that sucks. Oh. And it's like, we're actually great people. We're just I'm a fan. <laughs> now you are. I know. When you told me, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even know the Scorpios are super compatible with cancers. Yeah. I should know that. I'm out here dating Libras. Yeah, Libra and Cancer are really not compatible. I learned. I learned. Because <laughs> you dated a Libra during the pandemic. Um, yes, we were dating and then the pandemic started and then like a month in we broke up. Oh, and then that's it? Wait, I, I was dating someone into the pandemic right as the pandemic started. We broke up and then I came back to him and I was like, hey, should we make this work? And he was like, nah. And I was like, but I think you're the one. He's like, I am not. Dude, and I was like, the All right. same thing happened to me. I went, well, yeah, it was like back and forth. I went back to him and I was like, I think we should make this work. And he was like, not going to happen. And then he came back to me and was like, we should make this work. And I was like, not going to happen. That's funny how that works. I know. It's like they want you only when you finally don't want them back. Yeah. But then at that point, like you were just so over him. It wasn't on purpose. You were just over him. No, I was over it at that point. Yeah. What is it like dating a (laughs) leader? So stressful. So stressful. But why didn't it work out between you guys? When we started dating, he told me he, all of his relationships have ended because of bad communication. And I was like, I can fix that. Yeah. Um, I could not fix that. Crazy. Yeah. I could not fix that. So that was a big issue. But then like the breakup really happened because we just were fighting a lot and like the pandemic, the stress of it, like we were like basically living together at that point too. It was just too much. How long were you before together before you suddenly were randomly moving living together because of the pandemic? Uh, nine months. Okay, so you had enough time to get to know each other. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. But yep. it's always like some there's issues, and people are like, "What if we have a baby, or what if we move in together? Things will change then." Oh yeah, and it actually makes things worse. No, it was far worse. <laughs> yeah, like it, I can't even. I'm probably made you guys like hate each other. Yeah, there was a lot of like built up resentment because like. We just were with each other all day, every day. It's like we couldn't even go anywhere if we wanted to because we're in a pandemic. I literally struggle sometimes when my cat gets too needy with me. I get annoyed. I'm like, dude, pancakes, like do your own thing. Like get a hobby. (laughs) Get a hobby, dude. You know, get a job, pay the mortgage. And she's like, no, meow, meow. I was like, fuck off. Literally, it's like, shut up. And so I can't even imagine if there's like a whole human around And like I love my alone time. I love my space. I like need to be alone for at least four hours of the day when I'm not sleeping. And so not having that, it was just like a lot. It was a lot. And then the whole stress of like the pandemic, I'm a hypochondriac. So I had like super bad anxiety about everything. It was like paranoid 24 seven. It was way too much. It was too much. Was it, was it hard for you to go back into real life? Like, I mean, still, like, we are still going back. Because, like, for me, I'm a pretty antisocial person. So it took yeah. me forever to develop, like, being out with my friends and develop a habit and a schedule. But then once the pandemic happened, I got so used to being inside that I, I literally, like, the thought of going to a market, where I try to go to a supermarket, I started to get anxiety. Oh, yeah. Because like, all these people next to me, and my anxiety mm-hmm. was coming back. Like, I thought I handled it. Like, yeah. I, I learned how to, you know, live with it. And now... My anxiety came back. I'm like stressed out, not to mention I'm deaf in my left ear. Yeah. So with everyone wearing masks, I can't hear oh, people. So that, was, that was another struggle because they'll yeah. talk to me 
And I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? And it was on purpose. I can't hear them. And it was yeah. just giving me more anxiety. And then I would just, then I didn't go to the market like most of the pandemic. Yeah. I just didn't want to leave my house. Anymore. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. I was like ordering my groceries to be delivered for most of the time because like you said, like it's, you get so comfortable being at home. It's like even, even going to get gas in my car, like I don't have to interact with any other humans. But in the beginning it was like, oh my God, okay. I can do this. It's right down the street. We're just going to put the gas thing in the car. But it was scary. Like every little thing was like learning how to do it for the first time again. Is it hard? But like you live in uh, Santa Monica. So it's like probably more like around more people. Like for me, because I live in the hills. Mm -hmm. It's now it's hard for me to want to leave my house. I got so used to just being here and everything's so far from my house that when people invite me, I'm just like, do I have to go? And they're like, V, it's your mom's birthday. You should probably, go <laughs> you should probably be there. I mean, Santa Monica's pretty far from everybody, though. You know, like, nobody oh, really. really lives out in Santa Monica. Like, when I get invited places, it's like Hollywood, West Hollywood. Right. You know? So, like, yeah, it takes a lot for me to get out of the house, too. But I'm trying to force myself to go do things to, like, get back into the groove of things. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do, too. Have you gone on any vacation since? I'm going on a vacation for my birthday at the end of this month. Oh, where are you going? Um, I'm going to Sanibel Island. It's like that? It's like a little island off of Siesta Key in Florida. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's where my mom and dad um, had their honeymoon. So we go, like, every other year. Are your parents year. still together? Yeah. They were... Mine, too. They were high school sweethearts. They were? Yeah. Mine were not, but... Oh, love that for us. I love that for us. I feel like everyone I talk to, their parents are always divorced. I know. It's so rare. And my parents are so in love still. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why that came up like that. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm trying to... Like, they're... (laughs) No, my parents do love me. Oh, man. Because when I think of like, they're so in love because I'm such a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I think of like this, like, like, I love you. No, I love you. <laughs> you know, like the notebook. So my yeah, parents yeah. are more like best friends. And my mom would be like, you're annoying me. Go to the other room. My dad's like, fine. Oh, like, 10 minutes later, they hang out again. Yeah. So like, that's their type of love. Yeah. They're just like best friends. But actually, like what people don't know is with my parents is that. Um, my mom had a husband before my dad mm-hmm. and he was this beautiful, tall man, a doctor, and he cheated on my mom and Ugh. she found love letters from another woman and she decided to leave him. And he was like, who's going to want to marry you now? You're 29, you're damaged goods. Like, especially in Russia, being Jewish was just like a no, no. So he's yeah. like, you're not going to find a husband and as a Jewish woman. And she's like, I don't care. And she moved to a different city to forget about him. And then when they were trying to set up with men, they saw they tried to set up with this very attractive men and they said, We're trying to stay up with this guy who should go out with him. And she said, I will not go out with good looking men anymore. How about his friend? Which was my dad. Oh <laughs> You know what though? She's on to something. Like I every time I date a really attractive guy, I regret it. That's it's true. awful. But then sometimes you date the not I'm, I'm I feel bad like saying this cuz of course I'm not trying to criticize anyone blah blah blah. But I like sometimes I feel like you you date those ugly guys that you're just like, well, he's nice. I'm not attracted to him. But then they get an ego and they cheat on you and yep. you're like, "Wow." I know. It's like who, who who's left? Literally cuz like, well, if I can get her, who else can I get? Exactly. I know. I I typically like to go for like medium attractive people. Yeah. 
And I'm finding that that may not be the best case. <laughs> well, maybe it's the people you're attracting. I know. Versus the looks. It is. It I'm is. Thinking it could be that. But wait, so wait, by the way, you guys, my dad was handsome when he was young, younger, he, <laughs> and he's still handsome. He's a handsome for man. For the record. For the record. And it was more because my mom used to go for very tall, beautiful men. And it said, my dad is an inch shorter than her, but he was a good provider. Yeah. And within a month of meeting my mother... He, he, before that he was in, my dad was kind of a fuck boy. He like was a total fuck boy. And then he was in a, dated a girl, lived with her for five years. Damn. Knew knew he was never going to marry her. Yeah. Left her, met my mom within a month, married my mom. Damn. And my mom didn't even love him yet. Wow. When you know, you know. Yeah. When you're ready to have a family, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you just know. I am nowhere near ready for a family. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Putting that out there. Putting that out there to the universe. Put a baby in me. If you have money. (laughs) Yeah, only that. Only if you have money. I'm not trying to pay child support. Hell no. Hey, what's up? Let's take a quick break from this episode because I got a question for you. Do you love true crime podcasts? But also, do you love podcasts that make you laugh? If so, let me tell you about Obsessed With Disappeared. Host Patrick Hines and Ellen Marsh are obsessed with stories about people who have vanished. Each week, they'll tell you one of these crazy stories by recapping an episode of their favorite show, IDs Disappeared. Patrick and Ellen have been best friends for 20 years, so the episodes are full of the kind of banter, wit, and loving jobs that only best friends can get away with. Obsessed with Disappeared has over 5,000 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts with listeners raving about everything from the top-notch true crime storytelling to the hilarious commentary. One reviewer even called this podcast an audio antidepressant. Another remarked that it's her favorite new weekly go-to podcast because the show is so Funny that she can get her true crime fix, but without the nightmares. So if you're serious about true crime, but also love to laugh, then check out Obsessed With Disappeared. It's like hanging out with your new true crime best friends. So if you're like Andrea and you're not trying to get knocked up right now, then you know that finding the right birth control can be awful. Trust me. I know. Do you need to renew your birth control prescription right now because you're not trying to have any babies anytime soon? Or do you just want to switch your birth control up? Maybe try it for the first time, whether you know the brand you want or you just need help finding the best option. Then Pill Club Medical Team has your back. The Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $9 per month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth controls to your door for free in discreet packaging. And what's more, their licensed medical team is just a text away to give you the best reproductive health care. So skip the office visit and waiting in line at the pharmacy and join the club. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash violet, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to betsider.org for every too tired to be crazy listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through betsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash violet to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash violet. You must use the link to make a donation. Do it, baddies. Love you. Do you know your other like signs in your chart? So I'm. Wait, so you know your other signs in your chart, but you don't know what you're compatible with? Yeah. 
Okay. I know. I know. I know. I know I'm a Cancer sun and moon and Libra rising. Wait, Cancer sun and moon. Okay. Wow. So you're very emotional. Yeah, it's hard. That must be really hard. <laughs> it is hard out here. That's hard. Okay. Cancer sun and moon and then what? Libra rising. Okay. So you come off really... Oh, your rising is the mask you put on that you want other people to see you as. Because oh. I always thought... I'm also Libra rising. Interesting. So we tried to come off as more fun and outgoing maybe than we fully are. Oh my God. Yeah. Because we're both like introverts who have a lot of anxiety. Yes. Literally. (laughs) It's all making sense. Literally. And then do you know your other stuff? No, I don't. Okay. Here's my chart. Yay. Okay. So I'm going to read it to you. Great. So the things that I know the most. So, wow. Okay. So you love and you communicate like a Gemini. Oh. Which is actually, no, you think it's bad because I used to hate the fact that I love like a Libra because mm-hmm. it's an air sign, but it's actually better because we're water signs. Yeah. We're already so like deep and emotional. It's good to kind of have like the way we love a little lighter. Yeah. So we don't have to be, so then, cause imagine like we would just, our partners would drown in our emotions. Yeah. So that makes you fun. And, and plus Mercury in Gemini means that Gemini's love to talk, love to communicate. Yeah. They they love to text, all that. So like it actually makes you a very good communicator. I am a good communicator. When you got with the Libra who said I'm not a good communicator. That should have been a red flag for you because you actually are a very good one. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, your sun, your moon, cancer, your Mars, Virgo. Ooh. So (laughs) (laughs) So that means it's how your anger is and it's and the energy you put in your ambition and your sex life. But the thing about Virgo is that everything is precise. So that means that like you don't move forward until you're a hundred percent sure of yourself with anything. Yeah. So like my Mars is Aries. Mm -hmm. So that means I'm impulsive and unpredictable and I will blow up or whatever the word is, like I would just get yeah. upset and then I get over it really fast. Oh, damn. But it's like a little scary and intimidating. But like I, I move things forward without even thinking about yeah. it twice. So I like people who are Virgo because it's like, I mean, and they're Mars because they're just probably more articulate and practical and yeah. logical. Yeah, I do not do anything spur of the moment. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was a better communicator. It's hard. Like I used to not be a good communicator. It really? takes a while to like be able to articulate how you feel without like you have to when you communicate you have to say what you want to say without worrying about how they're going to respond like you're communicating for you oh that's interesting Mm -hmm. because like it's important for you to get it off your chest no matter how they respond i thought the whole point of communicating is that you have to say things without it coming off the wrong way um that is important to try to you know be clear in what you're saying no but i like what you're saying because then it's you putting yourself first so then afterwards you're not like i should have said this no i should have said this yeah because you're just like this is how i feel and i'm gonna express it yeah i look at that i look at communication as just like being able to talk things out rather than bottle it up or like avoid conversations because they're difficult i was talking to this gemini guy recently i hope he never sees this i'll cry (laughs) Um, he does. <laughs> last time I did last time I did Nick's podcast, I talked about the last guy I dated before we were dating. And I was like, if he ever sees this, I'll die. He saw it. He sent me the link to it and was like, is this about me? So I'm sure this will happen again. <laughs> but this Gemini that I started talking to, like super casual, but he's a Gemini. And I looked up our compatibility and it's like not good. 
But sometimes it's like you never know. I mean, the end of the day, people want to make it work. They're going to make it work. Yeah. It's not like if I meet like my Zodiac match and it doesn't work out, I'm like, but it doesn't make sense. You're a cancer. Yeah. We're supposed to be together. He's like, get off my property. I'm restraining order. Like, and off. don't make me call the cops again. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the Zodiac signs. You are not my person. You're losing it. <laughs> yeah. So you just never know. Yeah, so that's true. The Gemini, it didn't work out with him either. Well, we like have been talking casually for the last like month. Like we hung out a few times and we like text here and there, but I'm keeping it at super distance because I don't really want anything serious. Yeah. But like, he's so good looking and he's like seven feet tall. I feel like I'm like, I feel like I know who you're talking about and I can't tell and I hope I don't. I don't think you do. Oh, thank God. It's, you know, it's actually good that you're doing that with the Gemini because Geminis like to start off as friends. So they want to get to know you and they love communicating. Okay. So they can just keep talking to you and they'll text you throughout the day. That's how you know a Gemini is mad at you if they don't respond to your text. Damn. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a try with the Gemini. We're, yeah. we're hanging out next week. So it's crazy how for men, they'll know right off the bat if they want to sleep with you or not. Like for men, it's physical. For women, it grows. So yeah. we can go, we can start with like, no, I don't see it. And yeah. then after a while, we're like, you know what? I don't mind putting his penis in my mouth. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Put it in. Although I don't, I can't tell if he's like, well, I feel like no man will go out of their way to hang out with a girl if they're not interested. A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially if they're just friends, there's no point. Yeah. Okay. What is your dating history like in general? Like, do you have success in that? I mean, obviously I guess not because you're not married, <laughs> but <laughs> clearly you don't, but uh, you haven't found the one. Yet, um, so. I tend to date people who are extremely emotionally vacant like same you know and and i have so much emotion so i don't know why i keep going for that why do you think you're so drawn to people that are emotionally vacant i don't know i'm like trying to figure that out because it sounds like you have a good relationship with your parents right fantastic relationship and they have a great relationship i grew up with a great example of what love is so you look at that type of love but then and both of your parents are emotionally available yeah Absolutely. So you look at that love and your parents being together and for some reason you just, maybe because you're looking for a challenge. I think that's what it is. I think it's too easy when somebody just right away is like, yeah, I feel the same way and I'm communicating that with you and this is how I feel and let's make it easy. Cause then I'm like, mm, sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> There's no challenge here. But yeah, I think the challenge part is a huge part of it. Cause as soon as somebody starts to show interest in me, I lose interest. That's very common. I think that happens with me as well. Or like when I feel like they're losing interest, suddenly I'm more like, let me tell you about my feelings. Okay. Like, yep. let's, let's talk about yep. it. I love you. Did I mention that? <laughs> and then they're already like kind of half the door. Cause now yep. I'm being so like available. Yeah. That is, that part is hard, but do you think you're so drawn to emotionally vacant people because you have so many emotions because you want to fix them? I have been told that I try to fix people. Like everyone I date, I, I'm trying to fix and everyone tells me that I need to date people that have already worked on themselves right. rather than somebody who I encourage to work on themselves. It is hard. I think it's because when I think a lot of people, when they work hard for things in general, like you did, I did, we grow a business and all that. It's kind of, it is sometimes hard when it comes to relationships. Like it's not supposed to be easy. Like I worked yeah. really hard to achieve like this following this money. Yeah. So it's like, you assume it's supposed to be the same thing. Like, so then when it comes easily, you're just like, it's like something's it's wrong. Not real. Yeah. 
But it also another side of it is some people who don't fully love themselves, it is hard for them then to accept love because they're like, mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't love yeah. myself. How can you love me so much? Yeah. I think too, a big part of it is like having the career already built and like having this established name already, like it's very intimidating for some men, which I understand. Well, I don't understand. Fuck that. But it's like a lot of guys are intimidated by that or just fall in love overnight immediately. And it's like, I know, I feel like I can never get one or the other. It's like, I feel like, no, I feel like I can never get something in the middle. So always one or the other. A guy that's super intimidated by me. So then he just dumps all his negativity onto me and insecurities. And I'm constantly having lift them up and they're taking away my light. Or it's someone that's just in love with me tomorrow. And then if I don't reciprocate, they're they're done with me. Yep. And I feel like there's something wrong with me on both ends, with both guys. Yeah. It's, there's literally no middle ground. Yeah, but I've talked about it before, like as much as I want to complain, like at the end of the day, if we are dating the same person over and over again, yeah. in different bodies, eventually you have to sit down and be like, okay, why am I drawn to these type of people? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Yeah. With me, obviously, I was able to figure it out. I had to do with my daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I, my ex-boyfriend, we're on up for eight years, very much yeah. land available. Damn. For eight years, I was just like, he will love me eventually yeah and it was because my brain was trying to recreate the relationship I didn't fully have with my dad it was hoping subconsciously I can now create it with this partner and I could and I could change the scenario to a positive scenario where somebody who was emotionally available will love me yeah and it didn't happen yeah like I realized I had to love myself oh fuck you universe (laughs) why can't you just tell me that that's too hard it's like you why couldn't you just fucking tell me like in like, little, yeah do we not get an instructions pamphlet yeah i needed eight years to figure that out you could have just come on me. are you kidding me so <laughs> feels like there was an easier way right? so i feel like that's how i learned and i'm still learning like it sucks like as much as you think okay i've worked on my things now I'm ready. And then you date new people, even when they're better for you. Yeah. And then it's still those little things. Oh my God. Yeah. Come back. Like I still have a hard time communicating where I don't like something. It makes me uncomfortable. It hurts my feelings. And I'm not sure what something happened. I'll say, you know what? Let's not do this. Yeah. And I do this every time. And I hate that about me. Yeah. 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 And it just like, it makes people feel not safe with me. Mm hmm. And I wish I could be better with that. Well, the fact that you're self-aware and actively working on it is do- is doing a lot more than most people have even started doing. That's true. But something being self-aware is not enough. Like eventually you're like, I, I know, like I, I'm a cheater. Yeah. I know it sucks, yeah. but like I just cheat. And it's just who like, I am. <laughs> yeah. My ex used to cheat on me all the time. And then when he finally told me, I was like, wait, you cheat on me this and this. And he's like, babe, look, like it hurts me to see oh, how hurt you are. God. No. He literally was like, it hurts me to see how hurt you are. Like, that's why I can't keep telling you. And I was like, how about just, why did you do it then? Like, what? Oh my God. Wow. Men. He used to cheat on me. To, and then I would finally kind I I used to be so like happy that someone lo- kind of loved me. Yeah. That I would just pretend it wasn't happening. Mm. That I would just be like, no, there's no way. And then yeah. when I finally, I would sometimes get suspicion. I'd be like, wait, are you cheating on me? And he'd be like, no, you know what? If we don't have trust, we don't have anything. And the fact that you would even ask that, Ew. I'm going to need a break. I'm, I'm going to go to Vegas for the weekend and I'm just going to need a break from you. And I'll be like, no, I'm so sorry. Please forgive oh me. Oh my God. Yeah. Like me. making you feel like you did something wrong. Every time. And he always said, if we don't have trust, we don't have anything. That is so manipulative. It was wild. And I was like, no, you're right. I'm so insecure. Isn't it crazy how like once you're finally out of it, it all, it's like you can see it so clearly. 
Yeah. Like that's my last breakup was like traumatic. I, but it like totally changed my entire life. Like, I feel like as soon as that breakup happened, it just snapped me back to reality of like, what the fuck have I been doing? Like I've been laying down being a fucking doormat. I've been like living in this fantasy land that we're going to get married and have beautiful babies when like clearly we're not happy. It was like a good wake up call to be like, okay, here are the things I need to work on and here's what I need to stop looking for in other people. That's amazing though. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm so thankful. Like obviously it was painful as hell and it sucked, but I'm so thankful for everything I learned through that whole breakup. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of people look at breakups like, oh, that person wasted my time and said like there's people that can take something positive from it. Like definitely a you've grown from it. But now, you know, everything you don't want in a partner yep. and also the few things you liked about this person, you yep. can now move it into the next person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always a learning experience. Yeah. That's why people get surprised when I'm like, yeah, my ex cheated on me. And they're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> like, what am I going to do about it? Like, yeah, it's and, done. It's done. Like he's literally married this yeah. with a child, but I'm not going to like be resentful. I feel like eventually when you stay with someone that's a bad person, eventually that's on you. And I wasn't, yeah. str- I wasn't strong enough to walk away. Yeah. And I, the universe kept trying to show me lessons and I wasn't learning. Yeah. So it took me longer. That's why I think a lot of times when I give dating advice, I, I personally regret that my 20s were spent on the person that didn't love me back because I didn't love myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't regret the relationship, but I regret that it was so long. Yeah. And I didn't have a chance then to date around and figure out what I like until now that I hit my 30s. So like, that's why when I see other people that are in unhappy relationship in their 20s, that's why I'm just like, dude, like, don't be like me. Like, yeah. I hope you learn from it and you yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like after this last one, I'm just like, excited to focus on me and like date around because I've never dated around I just meet somebody and I jump into a relationship same yeah yeah so I'm excited to just like talk to multiple people not be serious with anybody for a long time figure out what I like baddies do you need a new outfit for that date even though you're only there for the free food (laughs) let's be honest Do you need some comfy airport clothes to wear as you're traveling to your annual hot girl summer trip or just to your kitchen? Is your wardrobe ready? What a better way to get into that carefree spirit of summer than with a brand whose apparel and accessories are all about laid back living and enjoying life to the fullest. Pure Vita's fair trade apparel and artisan made accessories are comfortable, casual, eco-friendly, and honestly, so cute, even though I cannot pronounce the word artisan, artisan. It's my accent, but it's still going to look good on you. Pure Vita offers over 200 styles in their summer catalog. Everything is super soft and 100% cotton apparel. So working from home has never been comfier for you. Last but not least, the styles are super affordable. Their bracelets start at $6 and their rings are around $12. I mean, it's so cheap and I love stacking my rings and mixing and matching between silver to gold. So like you guys should definitely check it out. Pure Vita, look good and do good. So to get 20% off of your Pure Vita order, text TIRED to 38817. That's TIRED, T-I-R-E-D, to 38817 to get 20% off of Pure Vita items. Terms apply and available at purevitabracelets.com slash terms. Text TIRED to 38817. But how do you not jump into it. I feel like the minute, dude. I don't fucking know. You are asking the wrong person. Okay, I thought you can help me because it's like I want to do the same thing where I'm just like talk to multiple people, but then there's always that one person I like the most, and then we kiss, and then that's it. I'm like, I love you. I know, I know. It's like zero to a hundred, and and it's like when they're zero to a hundred and I'm not, I don't. I just ghost. 
Me too. It's the worst habit. But then, but then it's like my favorite is that, and I'm going to sound like I love bomb after I give advice. My favorite <laughs> is that where I act like a little like distant and then I'll be like, never mind. I'll be like, okay, actually we should do this. And then the, the, the guys will be like, I'm so confused. Like you're, 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 you're playing with my emotions and I feel so bad, but I'm, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's so sweet. And, you care. <laughs> It makes me feel so good about myself. Dude, I do the same thing. I have like five people that I'll text throughout like every every couple, I'll send a couple texts every month, you know, just like a few check-ins here and there. And they're like, what does this mean? I know, I know, but they know what it is. Do they? No. <laughs> yeah, but then you finally give them attention back to the same person that was like, what does this mean? And then you're finally like, okay, I'm here. And then they're like, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Then you get the chase the, is over. You get the experience of back, which by the way, Venus and Gemini, the way Gemini's love is that they fall in love really fast, but they get bored easily. Yep. 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 That sounds so that about right. makes sense. I love like a Libra. So like I love, I, my Venus is a Libra and so is my rising. So my Venus means like. I see everything through rose-colored goggles, and mm. I kind of become the people I date sometimes. Too, which oh, makes I do sense. that. Oh, you do that too? So, so bad. I drop my whole life and become theirs. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, like, that's not what I meant. That sounds like a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is that, like, let's say I like somebody that plays video games. Suddenly, I'm talking oh. about my video games more often. I date a basketball player. Suddenly, I'm just like, oh, sports is on? I love sports. Turn like, it up. <laughs> Who's playing? What, what sports are we watching? Did they make the goal in the basket or what? Yeah, but like suddenly I'll kind of get into her. Like I dated a singer. Suddenly I'm just like into really indie bands. And like it just, and it's not even on purpose. I don't even do it on purpose. Yeah. But I just end up liking whatever they're attached to. Yeah. And that's sometimes also how I'll realize I like someone. Because like, mm. for example, I was playing Zelda. Do you play video games ever? Uh, like Nintendo DS type stuff. Oh, Nintendo. Me too. So I was playing Zelda. Do you mm-hmm. know Zelda? Yeah. But like, I didn't realize it was also because I was talking to a guy that was playing that, those video games. Yeah. I didn't even realize I liked him. But then when I suddenly, as a Libra, you just, like a Libra is <laughs> the song is like, I was busy thinking about boys. Yep. Boys. <laughs> like that's so sometimes how I love until I get obsessed with one person. Yeah. But like, then I got obsessed with someone else and then I just haven't played Zelda in a couple of weeks. And then I was like, huh. I guess I'm over him. <laughs> I did not even realize I was only doing that because I like this guy, which I have to get back into it. It's really fun. Oh, damn. I wish, I wish I did that instead of dropping my entire life for the person. Yeah. That sounds worse. It's horrible. It's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> life you're a cancer it sucks for you yeah you're a cancer yeah no it's awful it's awful I, it's funny though i wish i was more i guess there's something should be a medium because mm-hmm. i'm the op i'm far away from that i'm overly independent sometimes yeah. men feel like i don't need them at all but like how fast do you make them your world? Because you remind me of my one of my best friends, Danielle. She's also a cancer. Mm-hmm. And she's always like, I want to party. I want to have fun. I'm all, and I always tell the same thing. Danielle, if he puts his penis in your vagina, you're going to get attached. It's who you are. And she's literally 32 now. And t- still now, she hasn't learned that. And she's like, that's not true. I just love to have fun. Boom, <laughs> penis inside of her. She loves him. He's her world. She'll do anything for him. Oh, I do not have that problem. I can I can sleep with someone and never talk to them again and never think about them again. Not me. Oh, I I I did it last week. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a dry spell. <laughs> 
I still haven't had sex in a year and almost and a half. Dude, I was getting to that. I was like, it was getting to a point where I was like, something needs to happen here. That was me a couple, that was, wait, that was literally me a couple of days ago. And I said, fuck it. I just need to have sex. I don't care anymore who I have sex because I usually only see people I date. And I said, fuck it. I texted this guy and he was just like, wait, what? And I was like, just come to my, and he thought I was kidding. And I was like, I need a re-, and cause I talk like a loser. I was like, I need a release. Come to my house. He's like, okay. And he was just like, wait, I'm confused. I thought you didn't like me like that. And I was like, well, tonight I do just come to my house. And he was oh like, wait, can God. we talk about it? Like, I'm just so confused what's happening. And then I was like, I'm having a bad day. I need to have sex. It's time. And he's just like, do you want to talk about your feelings or anything? And I was like, oh no. God. Why am I? <laughs> and then I got a, um, a allergy attack. So oh. my, my face swelled up. So I literally could not have sex. So I believe in you soon. You saw my day today. It's like, are you sure you believe in me? <laughs> like, it's a little chaotic. Yeah, I had to just like say fuck it. Went out to a party randomly. Ran into someone I hadn't seen in a while, and I was like, you know what? Oh, you've never slept with them before. No. Okay. But I like knew them through friends, and then I was like, you know what? You're coming home with me, buddy. And it just happened. Did you guys high five then? <laughs> Yeah. No, and that like that was cool, dude. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no. And then you just never spoke again? I mean, we're still like friends, but Yeah, I don't know. I've never done that, so like I don't know that experience at this point, but like I I had a friends with benefit for like years, like 5 years I That's had. what I prefer. Yeah, and so like I I'm pretty good at detaching sex from emotions. How do you do that? I just never attached sex to emotions. Really? Yeah, maybe that's not but, like good. when you have <laughs> No, it's actually better. Like, cause I feel like I do. And so a lot of girls do where it's like, when you, when you sleep together, sometimes, you know, you can say things you don't mean, like, I mm. love you in that moment or things like that. But it just, cause it's, you're feeling a lot when you're having sex. But then like when you finish having sex for men, there's, it's called post not clarity yeah. and for women. So basically men, their brain is jumbled up before they have sex. So they'll yeah. say anything to sleep with a girl. Cause that's all they're yeah. thinking about when they f- have sex with a girl. Now they're post not clarity. And that's when they're thinking clearly. And they're like, I can never see myself with this woman. I'm not ready for a relationship, blah, blah. For the woman, the mind is clear. Mm-hmm. Then she has sex and then her, be- her mind becomes blurry damn it's research yeah damn so that's the mix-up so then the woman's like okay you know what i am ready to date you and he's mm-hmm. like wait i've been thinking about it and damn I'm thinking, no. yeah i just i don't think i've ever like slept with someone for the first time and then been like okay i want to date you like but but then when i am in a relationship and we sleep together it's like very different of course yeah, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Cause I'm like, cause I'm like been trying to figure out like who to sleep with. And eventually I was like, I'll just sleep with a friend. And I feel like maybe the friend that's the wrong one because that you have the emotional connection. Yeah. It's tricky. So you should probably sleep with someone like you did, like at a party, you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, we know each other. We're cool. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. Cause that person you're not going to get attached to, but yeah. I feel like doesn't, is the sex even that good if you, you guys don't really get each other? Listen, oh. throw in a little tequila and it's fantastic. <laughs> Oh man. Well, after the, my dick so appointment funny. didn't work out, I was just like, okay. You can't plan dick appointments. What? Are you serious? How? I, I mean, I feel like dick appointments always just happen spur of the moment. I'm never like, okay, I'm going to text this person tonight and we're going to fuck. That is literally how I am. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's probably how it is. I just think that I'm just 
a crazy person. No, that's better to be spontaneous. But for me, I'm like, okay, well, I want to make sure I'm tan. I'm like, want to oh make my God. sure I'm yeah. like shaved everywhere. I will say when it is spontaneous, like when I hooked up with that guy, like my legs were so hairy and I was like, well. I mean, I'm sure he was he didn't care. He was so excited to be invited <laughs> oh, yeah. to a vagina party. <laughs> but like then, like, does he go down on you or is it just? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. What a gentleman. <laughs> what a good guy. It's a great guy. It's a great guy. Like a, why don't you date him? Um, many reasons. I love that that was like how low the standards are in Los Angeles. You're like, he went down on me. I'm like, you guys wow, should date. Wow, you guys should see. You guys should be. He, he sounds, sounds like, like the one. <laughs> he's like, I don't know anything about him, but he ate you out. He sounds all... like a really good guy. You better keep him. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a keeper. That's so sad. I know. Well, I feel like I don't even really like it, but I still think it's important for the guy to offer it. I agree. Yeah, I prefer like to use toys. I'm more used to that. Me too. Oh, you like toys in the bedroom? Absolutely. I feel like everybody should have toys in the bedroom. Yeah, it's weird that they don't. I know. And I some have, people get weirded out by it. I have no shame about it. Me neither. I'm like, hey, guess what? We're going to try this. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't say anything. One time I was about to have sex with a guy and like mm-hmm. he's like getting on top of me and I opened my drawer and I just oh God, took something too. on and I just like, and he's like in slow-mo watching me and I was like, oh, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Keep doing and what then, you're doing. And he was like, oh, okay. Am I not satisfying you? And I was like, it's nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's a me thing. You it's just keep doing thing. what you're doing. It's a me thing because right now only one of us is going to come. Yep. But I would like to join the party. I am doing you a favor here, sir. Yeah. Making your life easier by not putting in the group chat that you suck at sex. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Because then, like, the vibrator does all the job, and then we think they're really good at it. I know. So, yeah. Oh. I know. So, vibrators for the win. For the fucking and win. And guys who are, like, weird about it is just, I don't know. It's insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vibrator. It's not going to, like, it can't talk to me. It can't hold no, me. No. Right. Like, it's not going to cuddle me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still cuddle one, the like, your random hookup? Well, it depends. Usually, I'm like, I don't want you to spend the night. Like, I make them leave that night. Right. But... You know, it's been a long year. So, oh, so you guys cuddled? We and, cuddled. And you still didn't get emotions for him? No, and we had morning sex. Oh my God, I would be like, we're dating now. Oh, no, 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 I'd no, be no. like, wait, what are you, what are we doing later, babe? But he did try to hang out with me. Like that next week he was texting me a lot, wanting to hang out. And I kind of ghosted. Stop. I know. I think I'm heartless now. <laughs> that will, a relationship will do that to you. No way. I know. I know. I really feel like, and I feel bad, but whatever. It was like a. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's hard for me to understand. Like, I even have guys that I know who I know are fucking other girls, Mm -hmm. but yet they'll work on developing that emotional connection with me. And then I'm like, that doesn't, that's so weird for me how humans work in general. Like, how are you okay with like just sleeping with that person? That person, the emotional connection, maybe sex will come from that. Yeah. And I'm just like, why don't you you just date? Like, if I was sleeping with someone, wouldn't you just, I would just date them, which is probably not a healthy thing to say. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You said that and immediately were like, well, maybe, you know what? Uh. Um, no, I mean, I'm learning not to do that, actually. Yeah, I think after my last breakup, I definitely just got very cold. And so now I'm just like, nah. I agree. You know what? I'm enjoying being a cold-hearted person at the moment. Not mean, but just like I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just having fun. Yeah, well, I'm like that too also, but it's like, is that feeling of, I don't want to be with you, but I need you to be obsessed with me. Yes. That is where I'm coming from. I know. What does that say about us? Uh, the, just this whole generation is sociopaths who have a hard time being vulnerable. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. But I think like there's the people you can have fun with and then there's when you're ready for something. Yeah. 
Or sometimes even when you're not ready for something, when you meet the person that just fits right, you'll mm-hmm. change yourself a bit for them. Like yeah. you want to, you want to, to show up for them. Yeah. Fuck whoever you want. And then don't sleep with whoever you do want to date. I say this a lot. Wait a little, get emotional connection. That's what then, I do. Like oh, when, okay. when I really, like when I know I actually like someone, I try my hardest to like wait to sleep with them. Like I haven't slept with the Gemini. Right. So you do kind of like him. Yes. Ah! <laughs> well, that's cute, actually. Like, I think it could be, it worked really well. I mean, Maggie is a cancer. She never dates her compatible people. I know. People, and yeah. it always works for her. Yeah. So I think sometimes zodiac signs don't really matter. I know. That's cute. How tall is he? Like, literally seven foot tall. He's like six something. Is he like a basketball player? No. He's just a really tall man? If he ever sees this, I will literally end myself. <laughs> No, I'm sure you won't. But what if? But what if he? Guys are very oblivious. I know. So I, I feel like sometimes, like when I told this guy, like come over to sleep with me, he was just like, "What? Let's talk about it." I'm so like, what's wrong? Wait, let's talk. I'm confused. And I was like, "What?" So I feel like it's like probably the same thing. Maybe he sees this and he's gonna be like, "Wait, she likes me." You know? Yeah. Because, like, guys, they really, a lot of the, uh, like, we forget they have so many of their own insecurities, and especially yeah. these days with women being so independent. Yeah. I think they, some of them went more into their shell. So at this point, they don't want to, like, he's not going to touch you and then, like, on your shoulder, and you're going to be like, hashtag me too. Don't, like, <laughs> nope. You know, they yeah. want to be respectful now. Yeah. So they're like, waiting yeah, for you. Yeah. And I've really given him no indication that I like him. So except hanging out with him, which to me is indication, but yeah, but I also like, don't really respond to his texts that much. You don't? I'll respond to like every three, like if he'll text three and then I'll take a day and respond. Yeah, that's, maybe that's why I need to start doing guys. <laughs> Only the guys I'm not interested in. The guys that I love talking to, I'm just like, yeah, let's talk all day. Oh God. I just don't think there's anyone on planet earth that I want to be texting all day. I hate texting. I hate texting too, but there's certain people that are just like, yeah. uh, I love texting with them. I guess I'm just learning that right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning so much today. <laughs> like me finding out I like someone without realizing. You're like, like, oh God. Like, it literally just hit me as we're doing this podcast. I'm just like, wait. Hold on a minute now. <laughs> no. I know. I'm feeling that way about the Gemini. I'm like, oh, you are? fuck, maybe I do like him. Well, I guess you'll you'll know in the first kiss. I feel like the first kiss is kind of all, you know, does everything. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, do you have a vision in your head um, that is the ultimate happiness for one day? Um, I think ultimate happiness would be like living. I say this all the time to my mom. I just want to move to a ranch, have a bunch of animals, be married, and no kids. Okay. So you don't want kids? No. In my last relationship, I was like, I want a baby. I want a baby. And coming out of that, I feel like I was so like blinded by love and like, holy shit, a child? Like that's a full-time job. Yeah. So yeah, right now my mind might change. Who knows? But I don't see that in my future. I was like that like in my mid and almost late 20s. I was like, ew, kids or whatever. Yeah. And then like I turned 30 and I was like, kids are chill. They're so cute. <laughs> kids are kind of cool. I wouldn't mind having one. <laughs> Can yeah. I get one of them? <laughs> yeah, literally. That's kind of what happened. So... 
most people know that Apartments.com is the most popular place to find a place. Apartments.com has helped more people get into new homes than any other website. Apartments.com has the most listings across apartments, houses, townhomes, and condos, and powerful search tools that help you find exactly what you need, like their 3D virtual tours. And with their virtual tours, you can explore your new place from anywhere, like the supermarket, including even from the comfort of your own home, which is great news considering it's still a pandemic and all out there. But just because there's a pandemic out there doesn't mean that your life has to be any more stressful than it already is, which is why Apartments.com makes it so easy. No more hassle of driving all around town just to visit an apartment that's not right for you, since virtual tours allows you to see exactly how the place looks in now time and whether it fits all of your non-negotiables. I guarantee you will most likely find your perfect place. So get into your next place and make the obvious move and visit Apartments.com today. Apartments.com, the most popular place to find a place. Vision alternate life in your head where you were just a normal kid and you never left Indiana? Oh my God, all the time. Oh, really? All the time because I never went to a school dance. I never went to prom. I never went to graduation. Like all these things that are like so big in people's life, like college. I never got to experience college, like a frat party. I wish that I could have experienced all that. Oh my God. You know, as you were saying that, because we're so compatible, even though you didn't know Scorpio, my brain was, if I was a guy and if I was dating you, I would surprise you with a day of activities that had to do with the things you never did. Oh. And I would take you to visit a college. Maybe we'd swing by a classroom. And then I would figure out where there's like a, a university dance or like a high school dance. And I would like, I'd be like, dress up tonight. I mean, oh I my like God. And then we'd just be like a whole like weekend or day thing. Where we're just Girl, like, can you find me? Um, find me a lover and tell them that idea thank you very much <laughs> right like sometimes I'm so romantic I, I'm so romantic with one of my exes like for Valentine's Day I would just send him what I want him to buy me because I'd be like this is like romance and I was just like I know you won't figure out yourself and it would be something oh. that you have to put together whatever yeah because yeah, yeah. I was like oh that's, that's look what my so boyfriend cute. bought me so <laughs> look at what my boyfriend bought me that I told him to buy literally because I was like Ugh. You won't be as romantic yeah. as me. But isn't that so romantic? I hope someone does that for you. Oh, I hope so too. I hope someone listens to this podcast. Listen! Exactly. <laughs> Find out what she's always never done in her life. Do that for her and you will get her heart. There, I swear to God. Done yeah. deal. I did get to go on a college campus because I filmed a show that was based in college. So I like saw classrooms and stuff. Yeah, but it's different with someone that you really like. I know. Completely different. It'd be so cute. I know. I love like sentimental things. Yeah. I I love when people do little things for me. That means so much more to me than like a physical thing. Or like, like, like I would so much rather have like a sentimental thing that means something about something that they know about me rather than just like, um, a necklace. Yeah, I agree. Or it's like, like, I love, I do love gifts, but I agree if someone's like, oh yeah, two months ago you said your favorite color was purple and that you wanted this. So I just figured like I should get you this purple rock. Yeah. Cause you're spiritual and the purple rock means this and this. And you'd be like, you listen, get on my knees right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tie my hair up. <laughs> yeah, let me tie my hair up. Let's go. So that's sweet. Um, what else? Let's see. What advice would you give a young person pursuing a career like yours, especially if those around them are not capable of seeing past a traditional nine to five career or they live in a small town? Ooh, the best advice I could give is to not let other people's opinions of what you want to do dictate what you will do. 
Because like, if I would have listened to all those people in high school telling me like, this is so lame, this is so dumb, I would still be in Indiana right now. Yeah. Which is like so crazy to even think about. Maybe I would have gone to prom. Who knows? But Aww. that doesn't matter. <laughs> you would have graduated high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be in debt from college, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just, you, you have to believe in yourself. You are the only one that can make your dreams happen. And so if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to. Exactly. And you have to take a first step. And even mm-hmm. if you fail, like I think all the most successful people, not I think all the most successful people ever have failed a million times. Oh and my you God. Just yeah. Happen to hear only about everyone's success stories. Yep. You don't hear about everyone's failures and how many yep. times they try. Actually, before I started daddy issues, I first created like, I think a few years before that, like a random blog. And I was writing about what it's like maybe to have somebody like cheat on you and having the other girl and like how it shouldn't be like that between the two girls, like two girls should be friends. And I remember one of my friends told my other friend was like, Oh my God, what's she, what is she doing? That's so embarrassing. And I was always really embarrassed of my writing skills because I'm dyslexic and English is my third language. So I was just like, Oh, that's so embarrassing. And I deleted that blog. That blog could have been something. And then years later I started daddy issues anonymously. And that same effing friend said the same thing to my friend again, like, wait, that's her? That's so weird. Why would she do that? It's embarrassing. And this time I said, fuck that. Yeah. I want to do this. It's yep. fun. And I believed in myself. And it's literally my full-time career. But like, imagine if I listened to that one person criticizing yeah. me. Yeah. And a lot of the time, the people criticizing are... projecting. Are ab- absolutely. Are jealous. They wish they, they could be doing or have the confidence to be doing what you're doing. Exactly. Because that, per- that girl, like, she was continuously changing careers and she yeah. went to journalism, things like that. Obviously, that's why she focused on my writing. Yeah. But like, it took me years to write again. And when I would write, or sometimes when I do my solo podcast and I first write it down, then I do the speeches, people always like so touched by everything I'm saying or the yeah. things I'm writing. And it's always so mind blowing to me because it's one thing that I always thought was the worst thing about me. Yeah. Because people like her made me feel like that. And that stuff sticks with you too. Yeah. Like the fact that that one thing stuck with you, like it does. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I agree with that. Just you have to you have to believe in yourself before anyone else will. Yep. Especially if you're sure of yourself, you're like, no, this is it for me. Yeah. Like who cares what other yeah. people think? And it's you have one life. Like, do you really want to be years from now regretting that you never took that chance? Yeah, I feel like that's the thing that we never fully realize. Like we yeah. say it, but we don't I think we actually process it. Like you have one life. I, I think about that all the time because going into like sessions with big producers or having to sing on the spot, do live shows, I'm still super nervous about because it's like, I'm still new to this industry. And so I, every time I'm about to do something like that, I keep reminding myself, like, this is my only life. Like, just give it your all. If you fuck up, you fuck up. But like, if this is truly what you're passionate about, you just need to go in there and do your best. Wow. Exactly what you're saying is what I think right now about sex with all these people. I'm just like, you have one life. You should have had sex with all these people. You still have time. I still have time. So I'll think about it. Although like I do only sleep with someone unless I'm dating them. But at this yep. point, it's like, I'm sorry, you guys. I don't care if you judge me. I need to fuck something. Listen, you've got a Miami trip coming yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, this was fun. Um, What are you currently working on? I have a song dropping on June 17th at midnight. It'll be everywhere. Um, it's my favorite song I've ever made. It's a fuck you anthem. I wrote it in 10 minutes of pure rage when, Amazing. I, when I found out my ex was painting me as the crazy ex. Um, so it's really good. I'm excited about it. But yeah, June is 18th. It, is it going to be on TikTok? So all of us can of do course. The I'll be like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh my God, that's so exciting. Okay, so June 18th, tomorrow, her song, brand new song, is coming out. Yay! That's so exciting. Uh, anything else you're working on that you want to share? Just working on an EP. Who knows when that'll be done, but little Perfect. by little. 
Okay. Where can people find you? Andrea Russet on everything. Two S's, two T's. Perfect. That is. And Andrea's pronounced like, spelled like Andrea. <laughs> How else would you spell it? How else would you? Well, you're right. I don't know why I had to correct. Just so you guys know. <laughs> It's spelled exactly how you think it would be spelled. Yeah, so I'm glad I, I'm glad I got that. Thank out you there. for clearing that up for me. Yeah. Um, anyway, make sure to follow her on all of her socials. Her Twitter is awesome. Her Instagram, her TikTok, and her YouTube channel. Yes. Whatever else she has going on, and make sure to check out her song. Do you, can you say the name or like? Yes, it's called Freezing. Freezing. Perfect. Okay, make sure to check that out. Um, do you have anything to add? Thanks for having me. This was so fun. It just felt like hanging out. This was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay, guys, baddies, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy, and I'll see you guys next week. I love you. Bye. Bye.